Welcome to the Water Podcast. Water is a family of libraries for testing web applications. You can learn more about it at water.github.io. Welcome to the Water Podcast. This is being recorded on December 20th, 2016. My name is Dave McNulla, and I'm a software tester in Southern California. Today, I'm talking to Justin Coe. Justin, why don't you tell us about yourself? Well, I'm a software tester. Um, mostly doing, uh, well, I started and still mostly responsible for uh, manual black box exploratory testing at a company called Coverity. Um, we're in Kitchener, just outside of Toronto in uh, Ontario, Canada. Um, but uh, um, as part of doing our black box manual testing, uh, I've started looking a lot into using water and both to um, do our regression tests as well as uh, um, uh, speed up and improve our ability to do manual black box testing. Well, that's good. That's good. How, how long have you been using water? Uh, I started uh, when I joined the company nine years ago. Uh, it was Back then it was something like water version 1.5. Okay. Yeah, in case you don't know, water... Um, <laughs> Justin's pretty smart about water, and he answers a lot of support questions on Stack Overflow. Do you do you answer questions on other boards? Uh, I've answered a couple questions on the on the general mailing list, but uh, I find the 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 format of the general mailing list is, is hard to follow sometimes, and it makes it difficult to answer questions. And sort of without the nice format, it's not as fun to do, I guess. Yeah, I prefer answering questions on Stack Overflow too. So, and in addition to that, you've written an ebook about water. What's the title of that? Uh, it's called Waterways. Um, it's being written. Let's say that it's it's far from written. It's published as the ebooks go, anyways. Mm-hmm. And that's available on LeanPub. I'm gonna have links to that and other things on the show notes. So look for that there. So I'd like to ask you some questions about ways people can get support from water. What are the areas that people have trouble with the most? Well, it's changed quite a bit over the past couple of years. Um, back when I started doing support for water, um, there was a lot more questions purely about how to use water, specifically around you know locating elements and how to interact them. Um, biggest trouble people have was you know finding elements on the page especially once you got outside the the simplicity of elements with IDs so you know how, how did you find elements that were in a row that contained some cell with some specific text but really you wanted a text field another column you just wanted that specific row and those were the types of questions that came up a lot and still come up a lot of when it comes to pure um, water-based questions. In the last couple of years, things have started to change in terms of the questions you see on Stack Overflow, at least. There's a lot less questions specifically about water. A lot more of the questions are um, people using water and having problems with another gem or more common nowadays is just uh, the underlying drivers that water, web driver, or now water uses. Um, so you see a lot of questions about um, you know, test frameworks, you know, I, you know, people are saying, oh, I'm using Cucumber and I don't know how to click on uh, an element. Um, 
but then they don't actually have a question related to water. It's usually more of a question about, well, how do I use cucumber to, in general, do my test? And you see questions about like, oh, okay, well, I start up my Firefox browser and I can't connect. It's again one of those because Firefox driver keeps changing. It's you know it's always like, well I'll just upgrade to the latest driver and uh, you're on your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's been some mismatch with the since Firefox 48 there. Yeah, and even before that it was just a lot of there was a nightly update and oh Firefox doesn't work or Selenium doesn't work with that version of Firefox. Mm -hmm. Are there any things that you think they could do to, like sources of information, things that they could learn that would help them to do better in situations like that? I'm still trying, struggling to find a good way to deal with uh, problems that are more uh, driver dependent. Um, I start trying to document all the different problems I see on Stack Overflow and create blog posts and such with you know, where drivers uh, are different. Like one of the blog posts I had a while back was related to how Firefox and Chrome handled clicking elements differently, right? Because a lot of people would like to help themselves as opposed to always having to, to get help. Yeah, and that's the struggle. So most of the problems that are on Sacrifice these days are all non-reproducible problems of, well, this doesn't work for me, but it works for everybody else. So what's mm -hmm. the and then we never get feedback back of what's the problem or if people ever solve it. And so that's makes it a lot harder to generalize what's the problem out there. Mm -hmm. Or at least the water-specific questions. There's a lot more, uh, well, we're in control of the water code. We, we know exactly how it works. We can control how it does things. And then we can troubleshoot and define how to fix problems. Mm-hmm which is a very different problem, but not as common these days, either because it's become something that everyone's, you know, found questions or asked questions about, and, you know, now everyone knows the answers and knows where to look, or, and, you know, it's just that intuitive of a library, or people aren't getting past the first step of connecting to the browser, and they're not using water at all. Mm-hmm. Which unfortunately we don't have really a lot of statistics on, I guess. Yeah. So what areas would you like to see improved in water in future releases? Well, I think their their current approach of uh, continuing to try to find better solutions or provide better solutions to dealing with situations where you have to use XPath or CSS selectors is definitely something I like to see continue. The one big one that I find frustrating is it's like the support for when you're locating elements within other elements. And so if you did something like browser.div.textField, usually you would think that would find a text field within a div and it'd be the first one on that page. But what Water actually does is says, okay, well, find me the first div and then find me the first text field within it. Mm -hmm. Which isn't quite the same because you might not realize that there's another div further up the DOM that gets picked first. And so a lot of those times you're often better off writing an XPath or a CSS, CSS selector because then it always says, okay, well, I'm always looking for a 
Taxville with a, a div ancestor and you don't have to worry about, oh, was there another div before my div that water ends up looking in first? Mm -hmm. And the other one uh, that Titus had created a pull request but hasn't got merged yet is locating parent elements again with um, specific attributes such as a tag name or um, IDs or whatever. That one you can do with XPath or you know iterating up the DOM. But you know if we can provide cleaner solutions, just like locating, locating elements, we could locate parent elements. That would um, make code base a lot easier to read. Well, those are some good ideas. Which support site do you monitor the most? Stack Overflow or or Google Groups or the? Have you tried the Slack channel? I've tried the Slack channel. I find it hard to follow. You got a lot of random conversations going in there, and you know, unless you're you're constantly on there reading everything, I, I find it's quite fragmented, and so it's hard to tell, you know, which one's a a question looking for help on water versus here's just a general random discussion of something may or may not have to do anything with raw water. It could just be a hey, let's talk about I don't know presidential elections or whatever, like, you know, the topic of the of the day, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I tend to stick to Stack Overflow just because the the question answer format is is a lot easier to to follow. It's a lot easier to read because things are formatted nicely, and you can tell when you get to an answer. You know, usually there's you know like some accepted answer or you know at least a comment that says, okay, well we're done this question, and you know that answer is there for you know future readers to be able to read and and make use of that information. Whereas things like Slack and the mailing list, I, I don't find them nearly as searchable and they're not necessarily well-written. Yeah. You know what I like best about Stack Overflow is it's in my Feedly. So I, I can see uh, I can see the questions by category. Yeah, that's great. And you know, the other one is you can, you can edit things where, you know, if you, as there's more details and questions or we find more details about how the, what the question really was you can edit it and it's all one one revision that somebody reads rather than trying to put together some fragmented conversation over multiple emails mm -hmm. but the other problem with stack overflow i guess is that it is a, a community trying to strive for a certain type of content on their website and so there's certain questions that are related to to water that don't necessarily always fit in and they, they get, you know, downvoted and people are pretty sensitive about the downvoting and then, uh, you know, questions get closed as not being appropriate for the website. And so those ones, you know, they'll sometimes end up on the, the general mailing list. And so I'll try to help over there if I, if I see them there instead. Mm -hmm. When earlier you, you said that you had used, you started using water when you were working on, black box exploratory testing and how have you incorporated it with that um well I mean, because water classic has the ability to attach to the browser one of the biggest things that i, I found really helpful was that i could a lot of the tests that we have are pretty large it's a it's a 900 page application so imagine trying to navigate all these pages and you know and put all these forms all over the place it it was time consuming. So one of the things that I would do is, okay, well, if I need to input a bunch of forms that have nothing to do with what I'm trying to test, 
or if I'm trying to set up a large amount of data, I can you know, manually set up a bit of parts that matter to my test, and then I can write or reuse usually my water code to go and finish that test or can continue that data setup so that I could get to a point where I continue my exploratory testing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I've, I've worked with a behemoth application like that before too. And sometimes you can't just drop in on the page where you're adding something to something else without going through the whole process of adding the something else first. Right. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent personally of incorporating automation with exploratory testing to get to the right place. And I, I think that's also helpful if you can use automation to help do the verifications that come after you do whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, um, the other big one too is, you know, we, we have various bugs in our application that'd be related to timing that you'd, you'd see something weird, but then you'd never see it again. You'd be like, oh, well, would I just do my test wrong or was there a bug or something like that? And then with water, you could go and write a test, you know, repeat it a hundred times and you realize, oh, there is a bug there. There's just some timing issue that happens, you know, one in a hundred times. And, but at least with water, you could create a test script that reproduces that problem as well mm -hmm. and allow your developers to be able to reproduce it and be able to fix it and know that it's fixed. Get the screenshot, capture the log, all that. Yep. Yeah, that can be really helpful too. So I have, I have one more question for you. This is a little bit off topic, but you're a big fan of Water Classic. Well, we, we've built up our, our library of functions to work with our application over the last nine years, and a lot of it is being used for supplementing our manual testing. Um, while we, you know, we're also building regression suites on it, it's, it's that manual testing and the ability to attach that makes Water Classic for us a lot more usable than Water WebDriver. So I need to reevaluate where where web, water web driver or it's hard I guess now it's water which is getting really confusing because it's it's always the what do you call it now to mm -hmm. avoid the water energy. six yeah you could call it water six I guess but I don't know I'm feeling gonna know the number itself <laughs> um, but anyways it's uh, it's changed a lot since I last uh, spent a lot of time looking at it um, there. There's definitely some problems I still have with Water Web Driver. There are at least some things that are just so much slower. I was looking at one test that we run in Water Classic right now, and just one of the basic pages that we go through in our application that has to wait for an AJAX list to load, and then you know click through a couple of links, and then click on a button once it finally loads on the page. And in Water Classic locating all those specific elements on the page took about you know six seconds. Whereas Chrome, it, it took over 30 seconds to do. Mm -hmm. And so those kind of problems, you know, when you spread it over, you know, or expand by, you know, across our, our whatever 500 tests, it creates a huge amount of time increase for what's already a very slow regression suite. And so it's been hard to justify the effort to, to switch to Water Web Driver when the cost to do it is quite a bit, and it's not like Water Classic isn't working for us. Mm -hmm. um, and the other things are, are like, well, the, 
in the past couple of years, the water API hasn't really changed. So to switch between water classing and water web driver, you're getting the same API, but as I said, it was slower. So you're not, again, not gaining anything unless you need to test all the different browsers would, be, I guess, be the one that you do gain. But for me, I, I didn't have that need. We deal with banks. Banks like to use Internet Explorer. They're not interested in Firefox and Chrome. So from a testing perspective, we said, okay, well, Internet Explorer is really the primary browser that we're trying to test. We do some testing in Chrome and Firefox, but IE is the one that we care about the most. Mm -hmm. Classic supported IE. So again, another reason not to switch. And then, like I said before, there's, you know, the attached feature is, is supports our, our manual testing as well as it's IE driver. I just, there used to be really bad reviews about it in the water community. It definitely seemed rather finicky when I tried a couple of years ago. I don't know if things have gotten better since then, but I, it's one of those things where you don't get a lot by switching. Mm -hmm. uh, but now that Titus is putting a lot of new features into water, it's uh, definitely need to decide whether or not I want to keep patching my, my version of Water Classic to, to add the features that he adds to Water 6 um, and so that I can still use them and be somewhat API compatible, or if I want to make the change and find a different way to, to attach to browsers. I did mm -hmm. read a couple blogs the other day about how they managed to, they were able to reattach to existing uh, browsers or, yeah, I guess browsers opened by by Chrome driver, and it seemed promising, but it didn't quite work out when I did a more comprehensive test. So I'm hoping that there'll be a time where we'll be able to switch to Water Web Driver but, or Water 6, but uh, right now, yes, I'm still a fan of Water Classic just because it works. And uh, IE 11 is not going away anytime soon. We have at least a couple of years before end of life. So I'm okay. hoping that things will settle in before then. So is Edge, is that supported only by Water or Water WebDriver? Correct. Water Classic will only supports up to I11, and once I11 goes end of life, I'm guessing the answer Water Classic will, will have to die, and there'll be no choice but to switch to Water 6. Okay. Yeah, I try not to use too much Windows, so I'm, I'm getting farther and farther from my knowledge on that <laughs> even my wife when she got a new computer i was like you're, you're getting a chromebook all you do is facebook so <laughs> let's make it easy Fair enough. yeah do you have any good stories about times that you were supporting someone or good stories checking uh, something out not really i mean at the end of the day they've all been pretty standard i mean the ones that are exciting they come into blog posts on my blog none that really stand out though all right, yeah, I, I have noticed that like there's some some certain questions that come up and and next thing you know there's a blog about it. So I think it I've always appreciated that you've done such a good job helping uh, keep new users afloat, get them into the right direction, and and write so much about it in in addition to the being support sheriff. So uh, it's a it's a big thing. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for coming on to the to the podcast. Yeah, my name is Dave McNulla. Uh, my site is dmcnulla.wordpress.com, and my Twitter account is dmcnulla. So, Justin, do you have a Twitter account? 
Uh, no Twitter. Not a fan of Twitter. Uh, you can reach me by email. It's uh, jcotests at gmail.com. Or you can always uh, add comments to my blog, which is jcotests.wordpress.com. Uh, okay. And we'll have links to those as well. Thank you for listening to the Water Podcast. You can leave a comment at soundcloud.com slash waterpodcast. You can contribute at water.github.io. This podcast is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. All links will be in the episode show notes. Music for the Water Podcast is by Lee Rosevere, entitled Puzzle Pieces, released February 2016 under the label Happy Puppy Records.